to Wii Universe. We are the internet's comprehensive Wii U podcast. Each and every week we are playing a different randomly selected game from the Wii U catalog. And we are playing it and we are dressing up in our finest little cat ears and jumping around all nimbly bimbly from tree to tree. And I'm very excited about it. Uh, it's a me, Steve Guntley. It's a you, Steve Guntley. It's me, Woody Siskowski. I got my skin tight cat suit. My paws are slightly feeling things, scratching up Steve's walls in here. I, you know, I, I don't appreciate the scratching, but I do appreciate the commitment yeah, a bit. Exactly. Like I, 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 really, I, I go all out it. for the podcast. I respect it. Uh, we are talking about Super Mario 3D World today, and Speaking so we needed we needed to tag in somebody uh, the, the amazingly cool. We've been big fans of uh, his podcast work for a long time. You, you know him as the host of Jordan Jesse Go, and as the creator of Bubble, which is one of my favorite scripted podcasts ever. Uh, Jordan Morris is here with us. Hey, Jordan, how's it going? Hey, thanks. Good to be here. It's a me. Oh, I'll th- complete the <laughs> trifecta. I will also say <laughs> it's <you>. a me. <laughs> It's a trilogy. Yeah, yeah we need do to all do it. Yeah. Do yeah. you think that so every time you select a character in this game, they they announce themselves. That's like a real trademark of all the Mario characters right. yeah, that yeah. kind of originated in Mario Kart. Like how irritating would that be if you were just hanging out with <laughs> Luigi or Peach and they just enter the door and they're like, "Hey, it's me, Peach." Right. Like, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just if everybody know, you know, know just we, said, we you. "Bill." <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Connor. I would love it. <laughs> Well, we uh we have so much to get into on this game. Uh, this, oh, yeah. this game is obviously going to be massive. Uh, but let's jump in and talk a little bit about what else we're playing right now. What are we playing that's not Mario 3D, or is it just more Mario 3D? Sure. I mean, this is one of the few times where I've actually been playing this game in my free time because that's... this was not a not one I was familiar with on the Wii U. I just skipped it on the Wii U because I didn't have a Wii U, like yeah. most good Americans. Uh huh. Sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Real patriots. I um, finally got it for Switch, and it comes bundled with that Bowser's Fury, so Mm -hmm. I was excited to do that. Um, And I've also been playing The Last of Us because (gasps) I'm finally able to process that as something oh that's okay yes I can finally you're emotionally ready for I mean, it yeah. <laughs> yeah you have to be uh kind of you have to be pretty emotionally hardy to be playing the last of us it is uh it, not for not not for when you're in a weakened state yeah, yeah not necessarily a covid time play uh sure yeah, sure little, yeah a little bleak a little harsh a little on the nose uh, perhaps just a teeniest bit. Once, yeah, it, once yeah. it became clear that that was not the immediate future we were heading to, I'm like, okay, I can, I can go. Give we it can a recover. Go. We sure. Can recover. It, it did feel like one of the biggest holes in my gaming knowledge in terms of like recent things because I feel like that game has already been regarded as like, okay, this is one of the best games that has been made in a mm. long, long time because I saw they were already planning a remaster for it for PS5, and it's like, wait a second. This game does not look bad. This is a PS3 game that still looks great. Wait, doing I'm not a, sure that we need a remaster. They're doing a remaster of the original? Like a re- oh, oh yeah. weird, because yeah. they did that on the PS4, yeah. too. Yeah, like, I think this was more of like going. even a full-fledged remake. But See, they don't even need to make new games anymore. No. Like Grand Theft Auto V is being released on the PS5, <laughs> too. It's like, yeah. we, don't, we don't even need new games. It's like 10 years old. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny uh, that both 1 and 2 kind of came at the end of a console cycle, so they kind of look like they're from the next generation. You know, they are like... Yep. Yeah. They both are, yeah, they're both kind of like pushing the hardware. So, uh, yeah, 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 maybe that's the kind of like... That, that'll always be the PlayStation swan song as you get a new Last of Us game, and it, you know, just looks better than anything that came before it. 
<laughs> the it's second like, to the next to Last of Us. It's like it's right. like the cat in the nursing home. You know, if it if it comes up, if if the Last of Us appears on the game, then you know that the console is about to go. You know? Okay, yeah, exactly. sure. <laughs> um, uh, Jordan, what are you playing lately? Uh, yes, I am playing Final Fantasy VII Remake. Um, oh, yeah, good. I definitely kind of missed this one when it was you know the hottest game in the world, and uh, just kind of like took a chance on it uh, because it was on a sale. And, uh, yeah, boy, I am loving it. It is so fun. Uh, totally amazing that they did it the way they did it. I think that battle system is just a blast. Um, yeah. If you played the the original Final Fantasy, it's very, like, old-school RPG menu combat. It's a little more action-y. You're kind of, like, strafing and rolling around and comboing. But, you know, it still has that kind of, like, strategic menu element to it. it, it it's It's amazing how they blend... The like fast, you know, Devil May Cry style combo stuff with menu combat. It is it 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 it's totally amazing and like um, yeah, just 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 really fun and you know like obviously I think uh you know in a quarantine situation like games where you feel like you're on a little vacation are yeah. are yeah you know super fun to play and get a little extra yeah. juice and uh yeah it is it is kind of fun you know there's a little bit of a road trip element to this one where you're visiting various towns and you know meeting characters with you know kind of uh, that are part of different cultures it, it it's 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 a blast and like it just nice. looks so great i i couldn't be having more fun with it I, I enjoyed the hell out of that remake. Yeah, yeah. I, I like that they went in a completely different direction. They're not even following the same story beats anymore. So, you like, it's basically a new experience. You don't know what to expect mm. going forward, which I'm really into with that series. Because, you know, Final Fantasy VII is, like, classic. We played sure. it to death. You know, we know that game inside and out. But uh, the real miracle is that Cloud is able to roll around with that giant, giant sword. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I feel like that's that's just asking to get your spine cut in half yeah. or something. Like, yeah, and, I don't know. And it is funny to just watch him with that giant sword just, like, go into a store or a restaurant, <laughs> and people don't freak out that a man is carrying a sword as big as him. Second Amendment uh, guarantees the right to carry big-ass swords. <laughs> right, you'll, yes, you'll get my yourself. buster sword when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. <laughs> <laughs> is that what they call, is it called a Buster Sword? Am I am I taking that from another no, game? You're, yeah, you're okay. I think that's right. That, yeah, that's, Buster yeah, Sword. That's yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. You're getting confused with Gunblade from Final Fantasy. That's what uh, I was Gunblade. I yeah, another great yeah. Final Fantasy weapon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I have been playing uh, a rather old game. I think this was a launch game on the 360. Uh, it's called Mrs. Pac-Man. <laughs> Mrs. Pac-Man. Yeah, yeah. It's really good. Uh, I, I'm the first one to discover it. Yep. Uh, yeah, I think this was a launch game on the 360, and it's kind of uh, my concerted effort to finally play through some of these games I've acquired over the years. Mm -hmm. So I'm playing one called Condemned, colon, Criminal Origins, which has aged poorly. <laughs> <It's>, uh, <laughs> I don't know if that game was ever game? great. No, it's uh, it's a Sega game, but it's got a kind of a similar vibe to Rockstar's Manhunt. Uh, you know, that's which what is I'm, just thinking about, of. Like, I'm thinking of. Manhunt. It's about inflicting horrible damage. In this case, it's about beating the shit out of homeless people in attics. Oh boy, uh, it, it's it hasn't aged well. It kind of <laughs> looks like warmed over David Fincher. It's so gritty that your collectible are your collectibles are dead and dying birds. That's what you're wow. supposed to be collecting That's, to get trophies yeah, in this game. Sure, sure. So the edge is very sharp, but it is pretty fun to like rip weapons off the walls. For, and, like, first person melee games kind of have a fun appeal. Like I do, do, I do remember that game was a real focal. The real star of that game was boards with nails. In them. There's so many boards <laughs> with nails. <laughs> 
Yeah, so many boards and nails. And uh, the other game I've actually started playing for realsies is Xenoblade Chronicles on the 3DS. I'm finally starting to play through that. A really, really good RPG that I've been sleeping on for a long time. Uh, but I'm, I'm getting into it, and I, I'm forgiving the little nubbin camera control on there, and mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just kind of going with it, and I'm liking the game a lot. Yeah, so it's a great, great RPG. That'll be one I'll be checking in about probably for a long time, <laughs> yeah. I imagine, because I'm slow getting through games. Uh, speaking of slow, let's talk about Mario. I don't know. That's that's a terrible transition. That's a that's a bad segue. Uh, so the last time we talked about Mario on this show was Super Mario sixty four, and needless Jordan, to say, to provide a things little bit have of changed. context to our show. I don't know. We we originally when we started this podcast, we played through all the Nintendo sixty four games. And now we now have we're run done. out of those, yeah. and so now we have moved on to sure. the Yes, eventually, yes. eventually you'll be doing Virtual Boy and uh, <laughs> yes, exactly. all the Game & Watch games. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Virtual Boy would be like the biggest headache you can yeah, imagine. Yeah, exactly. Like... Which game made us vomit the least? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so it's, it's been quite a while since we've seen uh, uh, Mario. There was a six-year gap between Mario 64 and Super Mario Sunshine, and they tried to get a couple of other things off the ground during that time. Mario 128, which kind of became Pikmin. Uh, there was a Mario 64 2 that was on the books. That didn't happen. So it took a little bit. And then when Sunshine came out, I think people were pretty disappointed with it generally. It's a, it's a big it's seller. A, it's an it's unpolished a big game. But it's, it's, uh, it's not crazy fun to play it's uh, kind yeah, of ironically facts. for a game about making things all clean and shiny it's kind of a messy game <laughs> yeah, a little bit a little bit yeah i never and then, played uh, i never played sunshine like i remember there was like a guy who lived in my dorm that had it and i think i went yeah. over to his like dorm room and we messed around with it a little bit um yeah but no i i, I have a couple of mario gaps and and that's and that's one of them yeah, that's definitely I mean, that's an OK gap to have. I think it, it's just kind of it's, it's not even terrible. It's just kind of repetitive. Yeah, and, uh, the, the, I think the I think the big mistake that that, that game well. makes is that it all takes place on the same sort of general landscape. Like usually the appeal of a Mario game is you're going to go to the lava world and the outer space world. And yeah, see all these sure. different kind of challenges in there. It's like now you're at the tropical beach. Now you're at the tropical jungle. It's like, <laughs> right, oh, right. They look yeah. kind of the same. Uh, But the really big hit of this era came in 2006 on the Nintendo DS with new Super Mario Brothers, which went on to become one of the best-selling video games of all time. It's the best-selling game on the best-selling console of all time. So 30 million units sold at least. Uh, And people were super into that one because it's just old-school Mario. It's just old-school side-scrolling Mario with 3D graphics. Uh, and we'll get more into that because we do have a new Super Mario Brothers game we'll be playing on this show later. But it's later. not really 3D graphic. Like it's, yeah, it's, it's sort 3D of like, models. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not sprites. Yeah, yeah. And those games are, they're, they're fine, but, but like, I of, think they... I feel it, like it yeah. set Mario on like two paths. Like Mario runs down, he's like Robert Frost. Like sure. multiple paths diverged in a wood, and, or I guess multiple pipes diverged. <laughs> sure. he, took the, yeah. he took the pipe less followed. Um, but there's like the super A grade Mario games, like your Mario Galaxies and your Mario Odyssey, where it's clear like N- Nintendo pumps work into this, and they want to make it innovative, and they want to make it sort of just different challenges from start to finish. And then I feel like what New Super Mario Brothers did is it says Nintendo, yeah, we're okay putting some B grade efforts out. Like you just go, you have an overworld, you platform. It's it's Mario. Like, what do you want? I mean, right. I wouldn't even say it's A and B. I mean, you can't really say any Mario game is like poorly made or like lazily tossed off. But right. you can say like 
there's a difference between having the Mario game on your console and a Mario game on your console. Okay. I think New Super Mario Brothers is like, this is a Mario game, but Odyssey would be the Mario game. Okay. This, is, this is the one that's pushing things forward. This is the one that's kind of demonstrating the, the capabilities of the hardware. I like those new Super Mario games uh, quite a bit, actually. I just yeah. recently played the one that came out for the Wii U that they re-released on the Switch. Because uh, yeah, I missed right. it. I missed it on Wii U, and I had a blast with it. It is they are you know they're not super memorable, but they are like pure fun. Um, yeah. it, it is very into that Mario idea where there are mechanics that are unique to certain levels. Um, yeah. The Super Mario 3 boot phenomenon, you know, I think we, <laughs> yes. we can call it like Kare- some little thing. Karibos that shoe. Yeah, for sure. I yeah. I think they're really fun. And, and I guess something that is frustrating about liking Nintendo uh, that perhaps you guys will agree with or something that frustrates me about liking Nintendo, I'll say, is that like... They just don't make enough video games. They don't. They <laughs> should make more video games that we can buy. And I think that <laughs> the problem with Nintendo is they don't have enough of my money. Yeah, <laughs> I know. They just like we we want we want more games, you know. And and you know, and obviously, like Nintendo's hit hit rate is so high. But oh yeah, but yeah. I don't know. I think with those, you could crank out one of those a year and i will buy it and i will have a blast and yeah you know probably not as memorable as odyssey certainly but like i don't know it kind of like it 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 makes you feel like you your console isn't just collecting dust you know that's yeah well it's crazy like when you think about this game super mario 3d world like this game is built on the same gameplay fundamentals from like super mario brothers 3 yeah for sure a game that came out in 1990 yeah um, is there any other pieces of media that like, cause we always like badmouth Marvel for just sort of reusing the same formulas. Is there anything else that so closely resembles the same formula that it used from 1990? Like that's this old? Like, no, I mean, I'm trying to think of other things from 1990. The only thing that's coming to mind is Tremors and, uh, the new <laughs> Tremors movies are really not very much like the original sure. Tremors. Uh, I'm sorry <laughs> to say, I'm sorry to say ass blasters. Come on. Um, but yeah, that's the actual name of the monsters in several Tremors movies. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty amazing that you can keep going back to that. Well, like so, so many years later, you know, one of the big things Nintendo did this last year was the 35th anniversary of Mario Mm -hmm. and, uh, their big new introduction, their big new innovation for Mario, I guess, is like limited time releases sure like spend your money now like putting a clock on things like because they released that super mario 3d all-stars game which was only going to be available for like six months or three or four months something like that it's off the market now you can't download it anymore i mean it kind of worked in the sense that like i had news organizations telling me that this was my last day that I could buy this. Right. I'm like, this is not news. <laughs> you have basically reported on, your, your reporting is just an advertisement. Yeah. So that setup did kind of work. I don't know how many people bought that game, but. Yeah, I, I, I bought it. Well, okay, yeah, I one. bought it. So I bought one it, person you know. bought it. It worked. It worked on me. I felt the pressure. Um, but, you know, it, that's that's kind of where they're at right now yeah. with the Mario games. But, like, they had that Mario 35 on Switch as well, which I understand that being more of a temporary game. It's been pulled. And uh, but, you know, it, it's a fun idea of being able to play Mario like on 35 different screens. Sure. 
Um, but let's jump into this game today, Super Mario 3D World. This was released November 21st, 2013, developed by Nintendo EAD Tokyo, published by Nintendo, and it was also released on Switch last month. So Nintendo EAD Tokyo is the studio that makes uh, most of, or some of the best Mario games, including, I know, your personal favorite, Super Mario Galaxy 2. Yes. Uh, they've also did the excellent 3DS ports of the last two N64 Zelda games, and oh, yeah. we're going to be talking about them again with Captain Toad in a little bit. Uh, so this game, the, the development process, from what I understand, was more of a collaborative thing. Like, they had developers come in, they stuck all their ideas onto the wall, and they kind of just tried everything everything and they yeah. only kept what worked okay. and some of the things that made it in were like initially mistakes like the double <laughs> cherries was initially a programming error somebody put two marios in and they were being controlled at the same time and then they're like oh wait this is kind of fun let's make this into an actual feature that definitely tracks like as this game definitely feels like an idea at the wall and see what sticks type of thing i mean i think this is the mario game with the most power-ups of any Mario game, like maybe, you yeah, have, yeah, you have it might your be. standard mushroom and fire flower, um, but then there's like um, some some really weird ones, like the blocks that sort of cover your head, and then you continue to run around and get showered with coins, or like shoot a cannon out of your face. Yeah, yeah, which sounds very uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> uh, or, yeah, there's even, like, an ice skate you can ride around in as, like, a clear homage to, like, the shoe from uh, Mario 3. Yeah. Or, um... Propeller hats and giant mushrooms. Yeah, yeah kind of a little bit of everything. But really, the main focus, even from an early stage of development, was this cat suit. Now, right. uh, I, I suspect this is marketing more than anything else because <laughs> by 2013... Cats had officially, there was an article in Thought Catalog where the cats were named the mascot of the internet. Oh. And sure. this was the era, I don't know if this is still true, but around this time, cat content made up 15% of all developed content on the internet. Wow. There were 2 million videos of cats on YouTube alone, something like 2 billion photos uploaded to like Flickr and Tumblr and different photo sites like that. 15% cats, 15% pornography, 70% mm -hmm. cat pornography. <laughs> it's a crossover market it's yeah, very important exactly. you know you got to leave something on the tv for the cats all day uh yeah I, I feel like this is really just honestly savvy millennial marketing i think they're just trying to pitch like oh look kids like that meme you like about the cat like mario is now a <laughs> meme he's he, you know and, and they you can kind of put all of them in these adorable little cat suits because these cat suits aren't like they're not so revolutionary that you need to build a whole game around them. Yeah. Like they're boy, I'll they look... I'll disagree. I <laughs> okay, love all right. the cat suit, and I love how it works in the game. I think it is. Yeah. I think it is my. It is my. I think it's my like favorite Mario power up. It is. I oh, wow. and again, like I'm a, I'm a cat person, so I like you know. There's okay. a there's a there's an appeal there for me because I do mm -hmm. like cats, and I like how you know they use like cat behavior for some of the powers, you know, like them, uh, you know, sliding down the wall slowly, like they were yeah. ruining your curtains. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't know. I just love how it changes how how the characters move. And I think that's like, that's the most fun Mario stuff to me is something that changes the locomotion, you know, like something yeah. that changes how he jumps or, you know, uh, yeah, or or the or floating or flying, and I just I don't know. I I love this, and I love how it is. 
And, and you know, and I, I think some of the ideas in this game do feel kind of like frivolous, which I support. I love that. Sure. I love how like pure fun and kind of chaotic this game is. But like, yeah, yeah. I do, I do think that they designed a lot of levels around the cat suit, and I think it works great. I really like it. And yet, I, I hope Absolutely. it comes back in more Mario games. I forget that if it's. Yeah, Odyssey kind of has its own set of power-ups going. But yeah, I, I hope it stays the, uh, uh, you know, part of the lexicon. I, I think it's really fun. If, well, so if, if, Bowser's, to... if Bowser's Fury is any indication, then the Cat Mario is kind of here to stay. Like, if, if as I suspect, I think Bowser's Fury is kind of presaging what the future of Mario 3D is going to look like. And Cat Mario plays a big part in it. So I, I definitely think it's going to stick around. I want to take a very quick poll of you guys. Okay. If you could have one Mario power-up from, like, in in real life that worked the same as it does in the game, Ooh. which uh, which power-up would you want? Would you want to ride around in the little shoe? Would you? I mean, I, I do that most of the day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I, I don't know. I don't know if I need to do it for fun. Yeah. Um, oh, man. I might have to go with the little boomerang flower. Okay. Because I feel like I always die immediately after getting that. So, like, no matter how many Mario games yeah. it's been in, I don't really have any hands-on experience with it. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'd probably go with that. Yeah. yeah. I love the possession stuff from Odyssey. That seems like that would be really fun to, you know. You want you want a hat that steals people's souls? Yeah. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, there's some theological implications. Uh, where does their soul go? Are you displacing their soul? Do you do they want Super, to be possessed? Super Mario Odyssey is actually a sequel to the movie Get Out. Yeah, they exactly. They, they go to the sunken place. Yeah, but I think like I think <laughs> theological implications aside, you know, if we are in the very black and white moral world of Mario where most things are cute and fun and there's no real danger. Uh, yeah, being able to like possess animals and vehicles and stuff <laughs> sounds like a lot of fun. I, I would definitely uh, go with one of the flying items. Um, like, like I think the original or raccoon or a... tail. Yeah, okay. I think the cape would be too scary because when you run out of upward momentum in the cape, you just come right down like that would be yeah. such a scary feeling to fly in the air and, and like, you you build up some speed yeah, with that cape you do. too you get you get going really fast yeah. yeah that would freak me out uh yeah so some of the other uh notable features that we added here so this game is interesting we talked about the new super mario games and then the the main series and this this is the game that kind of tries to bridge the gap yes. a little bit the the one thing i always kind of pushed back against with the new super mario's ga- brothers games is that the design always looked a bit I guess modular, you know, like it looked like it was pieced together from a kit rather than like a, an organic world that was built up around it. Yeah, and that's the only. And I think this game bridges the gap pretty well between that because I think there's more variety in the level design here, but we are still essentially operating. It, it's it's like a two D game in three D, if that mm-hmm. makes sense at all for what I'm trying to say. Like, I think it does. It, it it is very much like they just took Super Mario World or Super Mario Brothers three and they kind of extrapolate. Well, how would this look if you could see on all sides of things? Yeah, but like the geo the geometry of a two D platformer doesn't make much logical sense. Right, right. But we we get a little bit more variety in our gameplay types and kind of uh, the, all the little nooks and crannies to explore that are opened up by a three D world. You know, and obviously this is kind of following up on new Super Mario or Super Mario 3D Land on the 3DS. By the way, all these Mario game names are terrible now. (laughs) All of them are bad. Uh, New Super Mario 3D Land 
their big gimmick was the fact that you could use the 3DS slider and play an actual 3D, actual 3D. not something we can do here. So, you know, we have to kind of come up with the other, other things, and that's 90% cats. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we get some fun stuff like the double cherries, which multiplies the number of Marios that you have. Uh, and then you can get the giant mushroom and smash through stuff, the bullet block to shoot cannonballs from your chest, all this fun stuff. Um, There's also one thing that's carried over that got established in the Wii game, um, New Super Mario Brothers, is there's a four-player mode. Yes. Um, Jordan, did you ever play these games multiplayer? Was that ever a part? Of- yeah, I've played. Yeah. I've played. I played this on the Wii U with people, and it is. It's. It's so fun. I think it. Like, yeah, the multiplayer is great. It's great how easy it is. And yes. yeah, it's very like it's very casual gamer friendly, which I think like is so great for Mario because like everybody loves him, you know, and yeah. everybody has played a Mario game unless you were, you know, some sort of homeschooled kid uh, <laughs> who, who grew up on a, a farm or something like that. But um, hey, don't mock my compound upbringing. I'm, I, I'm nothing against it. I'm sure it was a lovely way to grow up. I'm just saying you were less likely to sure it was a beautiful have, compound. Yes. I never had to think about what I was wearing. It was great. Of course. Yes. Less likely to have access to video games. Um, yeah, I, I love it's it, it's a fun, you know, it's a fun, like chaotic experience welcomes in new people. I, yeah, I just think the multiplayer in this is great. I think it's a good mix because one thing I found frustrating about the four-player mode in the original New Super Mario Brothers for the original Wii is it's really easy to get in each other's way and like sure. knock each other in a hole and it which is fun for a while when you're just trying to dick over your friends but does get old after a while. And, and I think every, any good like co-op multiplayer game like this needs to add features to dick over your friends yes. and this one has that like you can There's knock like the a crown, crown off each if other's you get heads. more points at the end of the level. You can pick up your friends and toss them around, which is always fun. But since like the environments here are so much wider, since the game is it takes place in a three D space, mm-hmm. it's not as frustrating to bump into people. Like that does not happen as much as in the two D multiplayer ones. No. The other noteworthy thing to mention about this is that this is bringing back the system from uh, Super Mario Brothers Two, where you have the four main characters that you can switch between mm-hmm. at the beginning of every level. So you got Mario, Peach, uh, Luigi, and Toad. They all get their own little varieties of cat suit. They all have their own little meow greeting at the end of the <laughs> level, which is real cute. Uh, and you can also unlock Rosalina from Mario Galaxy if you beat the game and then like play a couple levels after that. It does. Um, it does kind of beg the question though. Like Toad and Peach are so very capable in yeah. this game. Like they essentially do everything that Mario and Luigi can do, except you know. Peach can float and Toad is much faster, so they kind of do it better. Yeah. Um, and it's like, why why do we keep playing games where we have to rescue Peach? <laughs> yeah. Clearly she is very capable. And like so many moments of Toad just cowering in fear in these other Mario games. It's like he can handle himself. I don't know. Yeah. I I I, I, I two is two is such a fun, weird game. And, you know, like obviously a Dark Horse Mario game wasn't originally intended to be a Mario game. But um, right. I, I love it anytime a nod to two pops up. Anytime you mm-hmm. see a shy guy or, yeah, Birdo or a mechanic from two, I, 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 it's really fun. And I like that they're like not, you know, retconning two out of existence. I like right, that. Yeah. I, I love it every time yeah. a little uh, two uh, homage pops up. Yeah, it is kind of the weird, unloved classic Mario game for some reason, but I think it was my first Mario game. Like, hmm. Mario 2 might have been my first one, so that was, yeah, that kind of set the template for me. In some ways, this feels like the Mario game that almost is the most all-encompassing that, like, looks back at so many old Mario games, because it's 
feels That's like true. kind of a direct sequel to Super Mario World with yeah. the world and the title. And we what we we learned that those round Goombas. Uh, oh, what do we call Goom- Goombulas or something? Like yeah, they have a they have a different name, and they originally like appeared the, in yeah. Super Mario World. They're the round ones, and now in modern games, they look like they've got like a hard shell around them. So we tried googling hard Goombas; it didn't go well. <laughs> yeah, but a, like you can. That's a you very know. particular some... fan art gallery, sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but also, there's like like you said, Jordan. There's the um, the floaty peach as a, or the you know the leg frolicking Luigi jump yeah. that are definitely homages to two. But then there's also like a lot of the Bowser levels are like an armada or a tank or something like that, which were the ends of uh, Super Mario Brothers 3, that last Yeah. Except sometimes he has a hot rod. Yeah, sometimes some, there is a hot oh, rod. Oh, the hot rod's yeah. very hot cool. Reference. Yeah, I like it every yeah. time Bowser has a vehicle. I think that's always, like, fun in these. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I think it is a nice, like, little, you know, uh, uh, mishmash of, like, Mario games from the past. I, I like how many little nods there are. Yoshi doesn't show up in this, right? This is a no Yoshi game. I, no, we call them noshis. Yeah, noshis. Right, yeah, I right. Think, I, th- I think, I think, uh, yeah, yeah. Yoshi was a no show. Uh, the Yoshi no show, no show, no show. Yeah. Oh, I'm fucking myself up. Uh, yeah, yeah. That was strangely he was left out, but I think that's in keeping with, like, nodding back to the first three, I guess. But, but also no. But you're right because I think Mario I think World, Mario World and Galaxy, and well, not Galaxy. Um, 64 is a little bit in here as well, like a little bit of everything. Well, let's talk real quick about the story because that's about how quickly the game talks about it. That is something I always find funny <laughs> mm-hmm. in these Mario games. It's funny it, that they even try anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but I just I like the way they put so little effort into it. Literally, you you see the, the game opens. You see these four characters walking down some nondescript street. They see a clear pipe and decide to fix it. Just, you know, because they just see a pipe right. in the ground, and then Mario and Luigi, like, oh, we better fix this pipe. Yeah. And then a bunch of ma- a magical fairy comes out, as as you do. Sure. And uh, shows us this little clip art of Bowser capturing a bunch of different colored magical fairies. <laughs> and then, like, th- this story is just basically explained in, like, one piece of art of just Bowser having grabbed all these things. Yeah. And then Peach, perf- like, proceeds to stupidly fall down the pipe. The other three follow her, and then they're like, okay. You, you know what to do. Like, it's just, it's yeah. almost, it's just funny to me that they're like, look, we know that you've done this like 30 times before. Yeah. We just, just, who cares? You just, know what just I mean? Just like, run it, run and jump until everything's done. Like yeah. that, that's, yeah, you, you don't need much more explanation for this. You don't need to know that these fairies or whatever, or like what they do or, or where they're from. So like this game uh, technically doesn't take place in the Mushroom Kingdom. Like, no, it's the, it's the Sprixy Kingdom. Which is an awkward word to say, uh, but it's like, essentially it like identical to like a Everything. Safeway brand knockoff soda. Yeah. Like, you, have a, you have a spritzy on the way. Right. They're only twenty, only a quarter for a fresh spritzy. Right next to the Doctor Thunder or the <laughs> their Professor Chunk or whatever it's called in grocery stores. I don't know. What's what's, what's in a, what is a Professor Chunk a knockoff of? Uh, it's like a Mr. Pib. Okay. Uh, it's a knockoff of a knockoff. <laughs> so it's just it's it's a real chunky soda. Lots of uh, granite in there. So nice. I wouldn't recommend it. Okay. Don't get dunk. Don't it's get. It's only for chunk. anemic people. It is. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you don't you don't need too much more incentive for why you should be playing Mario. You know. Um, and this game does a pretty good job of giving you lots of little things to collect and search for. There are these little stamps that you can find in the level, which. 
were originally supposed to go with the Meverse feature. You could post them onto your comments on the much-used, uh, beloved social media <laughs> did, network on the Wii U. Did you have a Wii U, Jordan? Like, was that how I, you played yeah, this game originally? So I, actually, I actually gave it away not too long ago. I um, I did with the Wii U something that I that is always a lot of fun, and that's uh, uh, get a get a console for cheap late in its life. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what you I know, did. Usually, I've I've done done it on Craigslist a couple times. Done it on like you know Black Friday a couple times. You can get like a bundle. So yeah, I, I was uh, I was you know kind of planning on skipping the Wii U, which is something that most people did. Um, yeah, but yeah, I think you know kind of late in its life. I you know it had a yeah there was a Black Friday deal where you got this and Smash and Donkey Kong and I'm like yeah why not Nintendo's great and I yeah. Uh, yeah got it and had a lot of fun with it I actually played uh, Breath of the Wild on it I'm one of the few people who oh, played nice. Breath of the Wild on the Wii U and yeah it was I had a, you know that was a great way to experience it you know I didn't wait in line I don't feel like it you know let me down in any way I got to have a couple months of fun with it and uh, yeah and then I gave it to a friend who's having fun with it with his kids so Nice. Perfect. The Wii U is perhaps the greatest console to get late in life because there was there was a time just a couple years ago where just like on Craigslist it would be like a Wii U for like fifty bucks, right? Like a yeah, bunch of games. Yeah, and maybe I mean, it's that's... yeah, maybe it's to to collectors edition item status now to where you can't do that. But yeah, for a while, you know, you could you could you could get still, a Wii U for still a song. pretty cheap. Yeah, yeah it's that's still pretty cheap, but not quite to that. It's extent. kind of how I came to own every game on the console. It's because you know, like now is the time to jump in and kind of pick over the bones of right, whatever's yeah. left of the Wii U, you know, at, at any GameStop. So, uh, you know, but we're, we 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 haven't found too many of the sleeper hits just yet. But there are the big games like this one and and uh, Donkey Kong and Smash Brothers are reliably very fun. But yeah, like at this point, none of the online features of like, oh, you had these stamps, and so now you could go online and like show off these exciting stamps to your friends. Like now, when you try to use that on the Wii U, it just gives you an error. You know, uh, I I played this game a few times all the way through. Uh, a few weeks ago, I kind of just booted it up randomly and played through it on the Wii U, and I I have a good time every time I play it, and then I kind of immediately put it out of my mind. Like, I find I'm not, I'm not thinking back on it or, like, I'm trying to remember what the one memorable level of Super Mario 3D World is. Yeah. Like, I guess, it, for me, I guess it would be the, the final Bowser fight. Well, like, yeah, so you're like... Meowser, what? excuse me. Yeah, yeah he, like, he gets a cat suit of his own and he kind of becomes this big kaiju Bowser. Yeah. Uh, like a King Kong. Yeah, he chases you up a up a wall, and you're you're outrunning him. It's it's a, it's a lot of fun. It's one of the better Bowser fights in any Mario game. I mean, um, I I agree with you. Like, I think that this game is fun, but I feel like in some ways it's kind of a relic of the way games used to be designed. In terms of like, hey, this is just a game. You're just gonna play it, and you're gonna have a good time. It's not like a game like The Last of Us or the Final Fantasy remake yeah. where they're like, we're going to guide you through this experience and you're going to get to know these characters and things like that. It's just like, I don't know, you're Mario, you jump on some dudes, like, just do it. Just have fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. which there's a lot to be said for that. I think I, th I think this is an exceptionally fun game. I think it's really good. I enjoy it while I'm playing it, but I just I don't feel that hankering to get back in and start playing some more. Maybe... Maybe it's just kind of Mario burnout at this point. Like maybe I've just played too many Mario games. I don't know. Am I am I selling this short here? I don't know. 
I think my like my gripe about the game would be that it it, it just feels a little imprecise. I feel like there's a mm. lot of there's, I feel like there's a lot of cheap deaths because like mm-hmm. you can't you know you can't see behind a block you know because and the camera's a little weird. They want you to like use the other thumbstick to like peek behind corners a lot and that can be really fun like in the toad treasure tracker levels i think it's right really fun to rotate the level to try and like find your way to all the stars and i think they want you to do that a little bit in the main game and it kind of doesn't work and there's some like touch stuff that kind of is 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 a little more awkward than it is yeah smooth um, yeah. So there's some. What, what what is the touch in this game? You can kind of like touch enemies and hold them in place or something. Oh yeah. I don't know. I was there's, I was is thinking that... of I, I I didn't know about that. That's kind of cool. I uh, I I'm thinking about. Oh, you a... meant like control itself, right? Oh, like... just like there's a couple levels where you have to like tap blocks to like oh kind right. of right, right. come out or retract or something like that so you can jump on them and it's fun like yeah. it's it's neat and they only do it a couple of times uh, but. Um, yeah, but it but it but it's a little awkward, and I think usually Nintendo shit is so like precise that there's a little disappointment there, and that like, oh, you know, like cheap deaths. That's for you know, that's for crash <laughs> games, you know. Yeah, uh, exactly. yeah, yeah. Which yeah. I also love. I love crash games. Sure. But, um, oh yeah, yeah. You know, a lot uh, some some cheap deaths in those, but um, uh, yeah. So I think that would be my main complaint about it, but um. But all in all, I love it. I loved playing it at the, at the Wii U, and I loved playing it again on the Switch. I, I think it's a super fun game. I don't know where where it sits in the Mario pantheon, but um, right. yeah, it's it's up there for me. I, I, I think it's a blast. I think a couple things that it does really well is it has really a lot of content for like just being a level-based Mario game. It probably has the most content of any of these style games. Yeah. Um, because even when you beat Bowser, you go through like these four outer space worlds where the difficulty really ramps yeah, up. Yeah, those are great. I and, love those. Yeah. And yeah, and getting Rosalina is so fun. Like he's getting a, getting a new character kind of late in the game is a, is a neat uh, little uh, little surprise. Yeah, yeah she's got and a little spinny attack. I also think it's know? really smart. Like I like the green star integration in this game yep. because like to just beat the levels is very easy, which yeah. is how it should be like especially since it's a multiplayer focused game a lot of the time it's designed for all ages you don't want it to be frustrating but you have to get a certain amount of these green stars to proceed which but it's not it's not like that many so it's like enough that you have to go back to levels a couple times make sure you collect all three um but not so much that you're going to be blockaded from progress later i just think it's a good balance of um something that you so you can't totally just cruise through the game Mm -hmm. Um, but you're also not frustrated by having to scour all of the levels. This game also introduced uh, Captain Toad, we forgot to mention, and he's going to get his own spin-off game pretty soon, which which we'll talk about more, but it is worth noting, like, I think Captain Toad might be the simplest premise for a puzzle game of anything. Like, it's literally just walking around. That's all it is. It's, it's walking around. It's moving the camera so you can see different angles and then just walking into stuff. You can't even jump. You can't really attack. Like, it's interestingly low-key for a concept for them to build an entire mm. game off yeah, of, yeah. Uh, which we'll see how that works as we get to that game uh, in time. But uh, I, I do want to touch briefly on the re-release that just came out just this last month, uh, 3D World Plus Bowser's Fury. 
so they they added a couple features to that game. They added amiibo support. They added a photo mode. There's online multiplayer now. Does anybody use fo- like a lot of games have photo modes where you like play Uncharted? And, like, yeah. I feel like usually people just use it to like take a picture of your female companion's butt, like in the <laughs> in the in the Uncharted game. Like, does anyone else? What other features like is photo mode useful for? I will say I I do photo mode quite a bit in the spider the new Spider Man games. Oh, I could see uh, that just because you can get some really cool poses. I don't know, and and it's a very dynamic camera. Does it ever integrate those photos into like a quest or something? Like sometimes you have to take ide- uh, pictures of certain landmarks, things like that, okay. as you're flying around the city. But but yeah, uh, and the the important thing about this re release is that they packed in this little game called Bowser's Fury, which is like a short open world version of Mario that I I find is kind of much more exciting than than what's actually here. Maybe, again, maybe I'm just being too harsh on 3D World, but, like, the this idea, the ideas that they bring forward in Bowser's Fury are really cool. I love that Bowser's, like, this gigantic monster now that, like, keeps having to go to sleep and then wakes back up in a fury like Godzilla, <laughs> and you have to turn into a giant kaiju cat and fight him and, like... It's open world, and you you get a you get a steed, you know, you get to ride around that little Loch Ness sure, monster guy. Yeah, uh, and I don't that's, know. That's I, my that's my new Doctor Seuss homage. It's called Everyone Needs a Steed. <laughs> yeah, it's just, you need a steed uh, for for leads. I don't know. I yeah. can't rhyme. All Make of a sure sudden. you feed your steed. Yes, yes. Plead. I plead with uh, you. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it's it's uh, it's really exciting, and it kind of feels like a little micro version of what whatever the next big Mario game is going to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it's it's exciting. I like the uh, inclusion of a second player that kind of follows you around. Little Bowser Jr. walks around and can help fight enemies with I mean, you. That definitely feels like a trend that they have established since Galaxy of like, we need to have some weird second player mode that you can play with your son or you, or you can play with your kid or you could play with your parent. Yeah. Depending on like, you know, people's different levels of comfortable with uh, with gaming. Yeah, yeah. I'm enjoying what I've played so far. Like, I, I uh, you know, and in general, I actually almost think that the Wii U is a slightly better way to play Mario 3D Land, just be, or Mario 3D World, because of the uh, joystick placement. I mean, you can always play, like, on a pro controller or something like sure. that, but if you're just playing on the Switch, the joystick is underneath your right thumb, and so I was always bumping the camera. Mm-hmm. I don't know if anyone else had that you problem. You have big Sasquatch like, hands. I do. I've got these big, manly, like, uh, uh, lumberjack hands and... and personality um <laughs> yeah. you know they call me old old lumberjack personality steve that's what they call me uh yeah so i don't know i found that the wii u version played a little bit better on the wii u i don't know good well that's there the best, way to, that's the the best way to play the wii u don't try version. to put the switch version in the wii u You're I, like, i've tried doing it. this little card in the wii u slot it's not fitting it's Come not on. fitting it's not fitting I, I even licked it to get it in there better and it tastes bad don't yeah. lick them yeah. don't put them in your you mouth gotta, you gotta take a bevel and really open that slot up there you go <laughs> Um, yeah, I don't know if I have too much more on this. I mean, the thing um, that's weird yeah, is what, for how yeah. big of a game this is on the system, it's not necessarily like a super, I don't know, like this is going to sound like I'm pooping on it or something, but it's no. not, it's not a super innovative game. No, like, not terribly, it really no. just takes the standard of what was done in Super Mario 3D Land for the 3DS and was like, yeah, oh, let's just make it bigger and add some multiplayer yeah. and some more power-ups. It's just... It's very well done, and there's a, a lot of content there. And I was, I'm was i really glad that it did make it to the Switch. It was kind of one of the few holdouts of, like, when is this going to make it from the Wii U to the Switch? And yeah. So, Pikmin um, 3 beat it. Yeah. Yeah. Hello exactly. Kitty Cruisers beat it. <laughs> <laughs> Somehow they ported Hello Kitty <laughs> kart racers over to. Yeah. So, hey, hey. 
Um, yeah, yeah, I think that's. I think that kind of. Do you, do you, have, any do you have any last final thoughts, thoughts on, on this game? Uh, no, I I really like it, and yeah, again, it's it's something that is it's it, it yeah, it is a bummer that it that it debuted on a system that so so few people had, but um, yeah, yeah, I think this is great, and I think this is a great game for like a lapsed Mario fan, you know, which I I think is. A, a a big kind of person who might pick up a switch as someone who you know had a snes or something and doesn't play a ton of video games but thinks it might be fun so yeah it's it's nice it's nice that this like super accessible noob friendly mario game is on a system that so many people like i i'm, I'm a big fan yeah also absolutely. i remember they're called galoombas galoombas oh, that's okay it. Galoombas. that's the hard goomba that's they cute used to just in Super Mario World, they were just Goombas, and they replaced the original Goombas, but now they've renamed them via this game to yeah. Goombas. All right, well, let's move on to our rankings. Uh, I, I don't know. There may not be a lot of controversy about where we're ranking this game on our list All so right. far. We've played. Uh, this is our 10th game that we've played for the show so far. Currently, both of our number ones are Shovel Knight uh, and Shovel the very Knight's last games on our real list. Real good. Those are such fun it's, games. Real damn good. Um, and the uh, those the uh, expansions are great too. I don't know if you've played yeah. those, but those are those are as fun, if not more fun, than Shovel Knight. It's, yeah, and the, the Wii U version contains all of them. Yeah, luckily they they updated it and gave us all that for free, even though they came out after the Wii U version. Yeah, so they're such it's, cool it's expansions. Awesome. The way they just change the core gameplay, like each one, it's not just like oh, this is. Yes, it's a different character, but like the whole way the game plays is totally different. Totally, yeah. totally. Yeah, those are those are those are brilliant games. I I think uh, I think those are the those are the best. And I I think it's all right. I'm sorry. I'm going to be slightly hot takey. Hopefully not too okay. bad. But I think Super Mario 3D Land World is going to be my number two. Nice. I think I, I think I slightly prefer Shovel Knight. Uh, it's a fun take. Which which feels uh, it, it feels weird to me, but like I think uh, I think I'm gonna stick with that. I think I would slightly rather pr- play Shovel Knight, but this is a really excellent Mario game. Like, don't don't get me wrong on this. And I think playing with more people opens it up in a way that surprised me. Um, yeah. Because I don't usually play multiplayer Mario games, but and, uh, yeah. So I I don't want to knock it at all. I think this is an extremely high quality game. Definitely a good reason to own a Wii U. Um, well, not anymore. Not anymore. You now you have get, other options. Get a better version on you Switch know, with more content. For a while there, yeah. you know. Um, you know, I'm I'm with you. I'm glad that you actually put it on number two because I was contemplating doing that, but I'm, I'm going to put it at number one. Yeah. I think that the four-player mode is fun. Like, I think that's not necessarily my preferred way to play this game, but you were talking about how, like, there's some parts that don't stand out in your mind, and I feel like playing this with a group of friends would be the way to get this to stand out in your mind. Yeah. Because it is like a unique way to play Mario, and I think it's a lot more fun than like the 2D versions in terms of multiplayer. Yeah. Because um, it's not quite as frustrating and unforgiving. Um, but yeah, I, I think that this game this game is fun. It's a good Mario game. Yeah. And I also like Shovel Knight, so you can't... <laughs> yeah. Can't, yeah, no, yeah. no, you can't, can't go wrong. Can't go wrong. Amazing. All right, let's move on to some quick letters here. Um, this first one says, Hi, Woody and Steve. Hello. Uh, and on Jordan, your... hello. And Jordan, yeah. They, they <laughs> well, thanks. Usually, nice, they... it's nice of them to anticipate that I was on the show. I feel, yeah, uh, right? I feel yeah, very I included. That's been, a, that's been a recurring theme, is people have been said, Hi, Woody, Steve, and guest, and we haven't had a guest in like a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Uh, so this one says, on your Turbo episode, Woody mentioned how cool it would be to have a Tony Hawk-style game in an environment where you're small and the world's big. Mm-hmm. 
might I recommend Disney Extreme Skate Adventure for GameCube? I guess so. You might. <laughs> you might, yeah. Uh, the first level is Andy's Room from Toy Story, and you can grind on blocks and Andy's bedposts. It's published by Activision and built on the Tony Hawk 4 engine, so it plays surprisingly well. Okay. Thanks for everything, and keep up the good work. That is from Vince. All right, Vince? so Disney yeah. Extreme Skate Adventure. Probably uh, better than the Turbo Racing or the Turbo Snail game. Yeah, which is it's, not racing. Yeah, it's, which is, it a is a weird, skateboarding Tony game. Hawk it's a skateboarding that's game about a snail. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. I didn't know there was a there was a Disney Tony Hawk. I hope they just keep the original Tony Hawk soundtrack. I hope it's still suicidal <laughs> tendencies. <laughs> <laughs> that would be so there should be some sort of hack for that where you can play yeah. the Disney version with the Tony Hawk soundtrack. But the, but they're now it's like the Tony Hawk soundtrack, but now they're just all done by Randy Newman. Oh yeah. <laughs> Randy, yeah, yeah, Randy Newman does suicidal tendencies. Yeah. <laughs> I bet Randy Newman could do a good cover of the song Superman by Goldfinger. Well, like, yeah, that would I actually am. sound pretty good. Everything I can. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the second letter <laughs> Randy says Randy Newman does AFI. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the second letter says, Hi, U64 friends and family. Uh, there was some good discussion about mobile games on the Patreon for What the Golf episode. Uh, was Nintendo making a questionable decision to try to pivot into mobile gaming when the iPhone had such a dominant control of that market at the time? Are Nintendo handheld games a different category in a way compared to iOS or Android games? The Wii U clearly isn't very mobile, but it would have made more sense for the Nintendo to try and partner with Apple or Samsung to try and get into the mobile market, then pivot to hardware in case of uh, in, in, instead of what seems like the opposite case. Also, how did Prince Valiant sweep the Princey Awards in 1995? Is it ever explained how he got his futuristic bus and sweet world's greatest prince hat? <laughs> and that is from Scott. Um, so I, it, it's an interesting question because, like, I don't. I, I think it has been kind of a questionable decision for Nintendo to get into mobile because. I, well, I don't know. They've all been very successful. They have well, the Mario run. They've got that Dr. Mario, Mario Kart. I feel like the Fire fundamental Emblem. difference between a mobile game and a handheld game, is, aside from obviously being on a phone, is like the way it's designed. With a mobile game, you're going to get the game for free or very, very cheap, and then they're going to find a way to sort of integrate price into the game. Yeah. Like m more features pay to unlock this, whereas... A mobile game, you're just going to pay, or sorry, a handheld game, you're just going to pay and get the whole thing. Right. Um, and I do feel like they've fallen into some of these dirty traps. Like, I think that all these mobile games, like the Mario Kart, the uh, the Fire Emblem game is basically just pay money to roll loot boxes to get, like, attractive anime girls. Yeah, pretty like, much. Pretty uh, much. <laughs> which isn't necessarily true for what we're looking for from Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, and and as for them partnering with Apple or Samsung, I don't see that ever happening. The last time they tried to partner with an outside company was Philips for the CDI <laughs> and uh, or the PlayStation, which uh, wound up getting away from them and becoming their biggest competitor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jordan, did you play any of those mobile Nintendo games that have been coming out? Uh, I did Mario Run and thought it was yeah. kind of cool. Um, yeah, I had a nice time with yeah. Mario Run. I don't play a ton of mobile games. And yeah, yeah. I, I think they have to be their own thing. I, I think they can't try and mimic console games. I, I, I never like it when, you know, something feels like it should be on a console, but they... Right. Uh, yeah, so I think I think mobile... I think the ones I love feel very, like, native to mobile, you know? I, um, yeah. Yeah, so it, they're few and far between to me. But, I mean, in general, my, my thing for Nintendo is just make more stuff. It's always pretty good. Like, even the... Yeah. Even the lesser ones are still really fun. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I like them taking swings and trying stuff. I think it's... It, it's Yeah, it's always, like, fun and interesting. 
most definitely. And do you have any attachment to Prince Valiant? <laughs> this is this is the uh, this is the subplot of our show. Is we're also reading <laughs> it's, through. It's the most baffling bit. We're in the also world. reading it through so, the I'm Prince confused. Valiant comics from the beginning. Yeah, um, I vaguely know the the newspaper comic strip that never made a ton of sense to me as a kid. But I have I know and I know that it's a haircut too. I guess the, that these oh, are really okay. Well, now this is this is a whole different trend we can go on. I just I just so checked out I, the Prince Valiant movie. From the library. So. There's a movie? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. From like the, yeah. The, the, the late 50s. Okay. It's probably super boring. <laughs> I'm just waiting for the part of the Prince Valiant comics where he gets an air tank and starts calling people friendo and then like zapping him through the eyes. Like, sure. I think that's going to happen. I feel like those were the big skips. It was like, yeah. and when I looked at the Sunday comics, I was like, Mark Trail, not going to read that. Prince Valiant, not going to read that. And moving on. Yeah, yeah. Mary Worth. Yeah, no, yeah, I don't sure. care about I don't care about your gossip column, Mary sure. Worth. <laughs> Um, well, that is it for the show. Oh my God, I'm so freaking excited that Jordan could be here. Yeah, uh, thank, thank you. you. So, thank you for so having me. Yeah, this was fun. Um, you you have so much amazing stuff going on right now. Uh, where can people find it? Uh, uh, what should they be looking out for? Uh, sure, yeah. Uh, at the top of the show, you mentioned a scripted podcast I did called Bubble. Uh, yes. It is a sci-fi comedy about... Um, a kind of dystopian future where the gig economy is killing us all and hipsters have to fight monsters if they want to continue to live <laughs> in a little dome that's kind of like a Portland or a Silver Lake or something. Uh, yeah, that's kind I of... Have to, I got to oh, interrupt sure. you real quick, Jordan. Um, one, we live right next to the town of Fairhaven, Washington. Oh, yeah. nice. That is very much a Fairhaven from Bubble. Oh, that's like, so it funny. Is, it is full of hipsters. It's it dead is definitely... It is its own little bubble. And I played, um, we were driving uh, from a work convention with a couple coworkers, and we were like all exchanging, pod, taking turns listening to podcasts. I'm right. Like, you guys will enjoy this. And I put in bubble, and they both just looked at me and like, you have really weird taste. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, this was, always. This was two 60 uh, year old librarians. Sure. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, maybe not the target audience, but yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, so that's kind of the story of the podcast. And now uh, uh, on July 13th, it will be a graphic novel that you could read. Um, yes. I wrote it with uh, the comedy writer Sarah Morgan. Uh, the great artist Tony Cliff does the art. Uh, Natalie Reese does the colors. Uh, comics people that, uh, if you are a comics reader, you perhaps know they're great. Uh, yeah, it, it it really came out cool. If you if you heard the podcast, um, you know, hopefully a lot of your favorite stuff is in there, but also new stuff that uh, makes you feel like you're getting new parts of the story. And if you okay. just kind of like the premise of a sci-fi comedy with a ton of jokes and monsters and gore and robots uh you'll you'll pick it up it it, uh, hope, it will not uh, it will not leave you in the dust it is not full of inside jokes <laughs> so um yeah it's uh, it's called bubble and uh it would be great if you would pre-order it uh mm -hmm. that's definitely a really helpful thing for a, a book uh if you'll pre-order so uh you can do that on amazon barnes and noble or uh wherever you get your books maybe give your local indie bookstore a call uh they'll if they'll pre-order it for you if you pre-order it at your local bookstore and let Jordan know on Twitter, he will give you a shout-out on his other podcast. Yeah, for uh, sure. If you want to get a little uh, love for your local indie bookstore on uh, on a podcast that uh, people listen to, uh, I'm and I'm, I'm not comparing wait, that, it, I'm not comparing it to us? this no. one. Uh, people listen to this one as well, I am sure. Uh, but uh, I'm, my, my point is that... <laughs> 
some people listen to Jordan Jesse go. Uh, it is medium successful. Um, uh, yeah, and I'll I'll shout them out. So yeah, if you're uh, if you're if you want to get at me on uh, Twitter or Instagram uh, and let me know where you pre-ordered it, I will uh, make sure to give them a little plug. Uh, which I know indie bookstores could really use right now. And definitely, if you're if you're not uh, pre-ordering our book, uh, pre-order some books from your local <laughs> indie. Gosh darn it, it really helps. I feel like we need to put that as like the tagline for our pod. Like if they had like tagline, if you went to like the podcast rental store and they mm-hmm. had like boxes for what podcast you're going to check out, ours would say like some people listen to it. I'm sure Jordan. Wants. <laughs> 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 um, I, I have a quick question about Bubble Jordan. Yeah, is sure. It, um, is it like a sequential? Like, is it a complete story within this this graphic novel, or do we have to wait for Bubble, you know, collection number two? Yeah, come? no, it it has a beginning, a middle, and an end. Definitely, uh, we wrap it up a little nicer than the uh, than the podcast wrapped up. Okay, uh, so yeah, there's there's we, we wanted to make an experience that you could like sit down and read in an afternoon or a couple of afternoons. Uh, so yeah, it's not it's not like you know issues of a comic it is a it is a graphic novel so nice uh, self-contained yeah yeah it's a, it's a it's a it's a big honking thing hopefully you feel like you, you get your money's worth and uh yeah and so yeah it is a story and uh you know uh i know that comics can be intimidating and sometimes you feel like you're always dropped into the middle but um right but yeah even if you are only an occasional comics reader this this is a full complete story that uh that will not leave you out Nice. I'm definitely going to be picking that We're up. We're going to pre-order uh, it pre-ordering from Fairhaven. Immediately. Yeah, Honor. that would be cool. Yeah, actually, I don't know yeah, if there is. Have yeah, a, so, yeah I should say Fairhaven is the name of the future yeah. city that they live in. So, yeah, if there's yeah. a Fairhaven books, that's a that should be a fun place to pre-order it. Nice. Well, thank you so much. We are we are seriously so ridiculously excited to have you here. We've been fans of yours for so long, uh, and uh, we just, just love your work. I'm so excited to see Bubble uh, uh, taken off and that this graphic novel coming out. I'm really into it. Um, so thank you so much for coming by. We are going to let you go here, uh, but be sure to tune in next week, everybody. We are playing... Oh, what are we playing? Let me look at my list. Uh, oh, we're taking a little trip. To a pineapple under the sea. Ooh. That's right. We're playing Red Dead Redemption. Uh, no, we're playing, we're playing a SpongeBob game. Nice. Uh, I don't know what this one is called. Something about SpongeBob and the robot something. SpongeBob uh, goes berserk. Here we go. SpongeBob SquarePants Plankton's Robotic Revenge. That's the game Sounds we are playing. fantastic. Can't wait. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be a thrilling one. Uh, so thank you again so much, Jordan, for being here. And uh, let's let's take this warp pipe out of here. Yeah. Are you ready, kids? I know. No, you're supposed to say I, I, I can't hear you. Yeah, thank, thank you. <laughs> All right. Bye, All right. Everybody. Bye, everybody.